Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast. I've been noticing that thousands and thousands of people are leaving the church. But it's not because they don't love God. They actually really do. They're just searching for something else. Perhaps they're searching for God's original intention for the church. I also wonder what on earth the church is listening to when it relates to the world. The church is the only organization on earth that exists for the benefit of its non-members. Isn't that a wild thought? I love the church because its designs are to be a redeemed community in a reconciled society. So what does that look like? And how can we go about creating those types of relationships? To explore this more, I have a clip for you that looks at how we can become a viable spiritual community. Why is it, do you think, that when God hears the world, he hears something different than we do? We serve someone who listens to the secret things in our hearts. He doesn't listen to the image that we give out. He doesn't listen to the stuff that we say to bolster our confidence or make ourselves look good. He's so much better than that. He doesn't listen to the cussing and the swearing and the language we use when we're angry or anything else or defending ourselves or lying. Now, God, who ever lives to make intercession, he listens to different things. He listens to the longings. He listens to the hunger. He listens to the cries in people's hearts. The unspoken prayers that people don't really think are prayers at all, except that they are. Because to a loving, gracious, merciful God, he's listening. I wonder sometimes what on earth the church is listening to when it listens to the world. Seems like we get fooled so easily. We don't hear the desperation. We don't hear the cries of wounded people who just want something to go right once. We talk so glibly about people going to hell when they're already in it, some people. In this session, I want to talk about the church being a redeemed community in a reconciled society. You know, the church is the only organization on earth that exists for the benefit of its non-members. When God said, let us make man in our image, he didn't say, let us make man in my image. We're being made in the image of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That means there are three makeovers that you're supposed to have. 
Yeah? See, God himself is a community. He's three in one. And when he says, let's make man in our image, he said, let's make man like us. The total of all that we are together in the way that we see things, in the way that we speak about things, in the way that we connect with things, let's make people in that image. Don't you find it fascinating that the Bible says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world? That means before Genesis 1-1. Before God said, let there be light, it was already, there had been a conversation in heaven. And it was already agreed, even before, even before God made man, it was already agreed that Jesus would come one day, be born in the form of a man, live life as a righteous man, die on a cross in order to reconcile humanity back to a God. This is a fascinating thing about the intentionality of God. It's already agreed that Jesus would reconcile a humanity that hadn't even been created yet. Now that's intentionality. You and I would have thought, sheesh, if it's going to go that pear-shaped, let's just make another Jupiter. Already agreed. Done deal in heaven. Let's make man in our image. That's the intentionality of God for the human race. Let's make man in our image. He is a community in himself. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The the church is a community of people where we practice love and grace on each other so that we can offer them perfectly to a world that's dying in sin. You know, guys, we don't pray for the presence of God. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You don't pray for the presence of God. You practice it. And we practice it on one another. It's just about the dumbest thing is to have prayer meetings just so God can come. When I thought he was already here. What we're doing is we're practicing the presence that we believe is present. Yeah? We practice the presence of God. Doctors practice. My doctor practices on me a lot. Whenever I go to see him, he said, well, it could be this or it could be that. I said, you practicing on me again? I'm paying you to, you should be paying me. Dude, you're practicing on me. Stop it. I want a diagnosis. Otherwise, dude, I'm going to send you an invoice. And he looks at me and says, I never know what to do with you. No one talks to me like you talk to me. It's because they all know you're practicing, man. Lawyers practice. 
Sheesh. And we practice. I was talking to somebody uh, when I used to live in England, talking to somebody in the church that I was there. And she was having a really difficult time with a person in the church. And I, and I said to her, well, you know, Scripture's clear. You know, you, you have to love that person. You have to love the people you don't like. I always think that difficult people are a shortcut into greatness. Because you've got to practice more on these people. I said, you know, you need to, you need to love. I can't, I can't pretend. That's unreality. I said, sweetie, I'm not asking you to pretend. I'm asking you to practice. You know, what if the reason that you're annoyed with her is because you need the practice of loving her? But you're, pref- you're preferring to be annoyed rather than to practice love. Yeah? We all have difficult people around our life because they're grace growers. You may be married to one. My wife is. Difficult people are allowed, they're given to us by God as a gift to teach us how to be Christ-like more quickly. (laughs) You know, the test of the viability of our spiritual community in the eyes of God is how we love each other. And how much of our love is inclusive to everybody or is it just exclusive to us? Are we schizophrenic about the way we give love so that we love people inside the church but we have reservations about people out there? I wonder, since 911, how many of us have gone out of our way to love a Muslim? They're in our midst. Get practicing. How many of us really love our enemies? How many of us only love the people who really agree with us? For us to get to grips with the idea of our community being a contribution to society, we need to understand the gospel of reconciliation. I hope that clip helped you to dream about God, about his original intention for the church. If you're interested in discovering more about this topic, you can go to brilliantbookhouse.com and search for The Church Has Left the Building. Hey, thanks for listening. Catch you next time.